Welcome to the 20-Minute Podcast here. I'm Tony Dixon, and I'm sitting here with Pastor Rich Balvance. Good to be here. Yeah, good to see you, Rich. We're sitting right here in the middle of February, mm-hmm. and I was thinking about what we might talk about today. Yeah. Which is a good thing. It's better that I have thought about it than not have thought about right. it, I suppose. Nothing really comes to mind for me in the middle of February. That's right. Well, other than one thing, and you see it all over TV and the, the commercials and all this Valentine's Day activity that's been taking place, you know, and then, and everybody wanting to be together and nobody wants to be yeah. alone and uh, apart, especially, you know, in a in a romantic season. I, th- I thought Valentine's Day happened like months ago. I mean, at Hobby Lobby, they were putting stuff out right after Christmas. <laughs> well, yeah. I thought we were already through that. Well, I, I've been through about six weeks of Valentine's candy. That's right. You know, already. So it comes and goes really fast. But, you know, it's always interested me when we think about this it's always promoted as, you know, people want to be together, but right. at the same time, we have this this very individualistic society that says, hey, I I want to be me and I want to be on my own and don't tell me what to do And until we get to <laughs> the middle of February and then all of a sudden that all goes by the wayside and, hey, we need to be together with somebody. That's right. It's kind of like when I get home from uh, from work at the end of the day and drive into my garage and close the garage door and... I never even see any of the neighbors outside, <laughs> and right. they live 20 feet away from me. I know right? it. I know it. It's really strange that way how we isolate ourselves and say that we want to be alone, and, and that's such an odd thing because if you look at what alone means, it means really having no one else present, having no support or encouragement or participation in our lives from anybody else. It's not what I would consider to be a natural frame of mind for many of us. And so when we see these, you know, like Valentine's Day commercials or anything else, you know, you get into the, oh, what what do they really advertise? Especially I was going like to ask cologne you, what, and, is, what have you seen this year that's the big, well, I don't the watch, big Valentine's commercial? I don't watch that much TV anymore, but, you know, it's always cologne and perfume and jewelry and, maybe? Jewelry yeah. and you know, and uh, that kind of thing that's supposed to produce this attractiveness. Right. As if there were no other reason that anyone would want to be with you other than the way you smell, which probably puts me in a bad light right there. (laughs) Well, it definitely would make people not want to be with you. (laughs) That's That's probably true. (laughs) Well, regardless of that, it is a tough thing for people when they face this situation of being alone. And what it really translates into is an emotional state of loneliness when we're separated from whoever it is that we would want to be with or the person that wants to be with us. And it's a real problem in today's culture. In fact, I've just recently looked at a couple of different uh, studies that have been released that really point to how separated people are from one another. There was one out just a few days ago, actually, from an insurance group, Cigna, and uh, they reported that from their research about three out of every five, something around 60%, of adults report that they feel lonely at least part of the time. And it's a higher rate than that for the younger people uh, among adults, 18 to 22. It's even higher than that, that they feel isolated, lonely, that nobody cares about them, that nobody supports them. And I'm, I'm assuming that in this study, I mean, you're just talking about the average person. So it's not like this is a group of people who do something, uh, an occupation or something like that, where, where they're isolated from people. This could be that they're isolated even though they're surrounded by 
groups of people yeah. all day long. I mean, right? there could be 400 other cubicles sure. surrounding you <laughs> right. at your workplace, and and yet uh, people are, uh, for whatever reason, feel very isolated and and lonely in today's culture. And mm-hmm. that, to me, in fact, the Cigna Group actually has what they call a loneliness index, Ooh. the U.S. Loneliness Index. I don't even want to go that, into what it says. That does not sound like something that would be a joyful topic. No, if you're if you're measuring it on an ongoing basis, you know it's a problem. Right. And yeah. so uh, the men seem to be a little more lonely than women. Okay. I think because of, of women's natural tendencies to be drawn toward one another yeah. uh, for social activity, but it's a tough thing. And the, going along with that, there was a second study. This was put out by a group called the Barna Group, and they, they study all kinds yeah. of stuff about our society and culture. But as we get back to this idea of how loneliness seems to uh, affect young people even more so than, than older people, they found in their, their research that the young people, say 18 to 35, have a much higher degree of loneliness and a much greater difficulty of connecting. Sure. I guess that's what it boils down to, is that connection. Yeah. I know in some cases that connection is something that maybe it is especially younger people. It sure sounds like it based on that study is something that people need. It's it's part of who we are. It's how maybe we were created, and yet we don't quite know how to make those connections happen or what that looks like. Exactly. And there's a corollary to this, Mm -hmm. and that is that the loneliness is also correlated to a high degree in social media use. We're the most connected generation in history, Rich. Yeah, and and it's an inverse correlation. That's the problem. Funny how that works. the The more connected we are to people who are not around us, in other words, connected in ways that do not bring about emotional satisfaction. Sure. The more of those connections, the less encouraged and supported we feel. And I, I was thinking about this. I'm not a gamer. I, I hate to admit this. Well, I don't hate to admit it, but <laughs> I have never played an online game. Okay. I've never done it in my entire life. And, well, and now I, I know what my goal is. <laughs> figure out how to get rich, yeah. uh, wised up to know. And part of it is because my thumbs move so slow. <laughs> I have really slow thumbs. Yeah, okay. And so as far as gaming goes, I think I'm probably a loser to start with. That's okay. But you, you are probably in the majority there. <laughs> so, so I've Not never, to call you a loser. No, well, no, well, that's all right. <laughs> I've been called worse things than that. Uh, but, you know, you think about gaming and this idea of young men being even more isolated than young women and making supposed connections with people they've never met, don't know. They may talk to them right. through the game and, and have some sort of a, an ongoing uh, seeming relationship there, but really not being in a situation where you can receive ongoing support and encouragement and that sort of thing. So the young people that I work with in ministry, I've noticed that there are several young guys who have a group of friends that they play video games with, they play online games with, and they've never even met them, mm-hmm. right? And so they would consider some of those groups of, of people to be closer to them than maybe even their own family or people that they go to school with on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But these are the guys that really know them and that they really feel connected to. But the flip side of that then is they, they're connected to them in certain ways, 
but they're not connected with them in, in others. Yeah, it's a very small arena that they're connected they're, in. Yeah, they're connected through an intersection. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, because you won't go through this intersection and I go through this intersection, somehow we have some sort of a relationship. And that's really not surprising that we are losing our ability to form relationships because we are not allowing ourselves exposure to other right. people. Yeah. And that, that whole relationship issue is one that I think for us as Christians, we, we have to look at in a little different light. You know, why are we brought together within a, we'll call it a fellowship to begin with? It's for a purpose. I mean, there's a purpose that God has made for men and women, boys and girls, all of us to have some sort of connection with one another. And that's because he desires that we first be connected to him. Sure. And so God's desire is that we have this relationship with him, which he has made possible through his son, Jesus Christ, and the forgiveness of sins that is ours because of Jesus' death on the cross, our forgiveness, our redemption for all the weaknesses and sins and things that are part of our lives. And that makes us part of something bigger that we realize, which is the invisible church, the holy Christian church, a fellowship of believers by whom we are connected by the Holy Spirit. So we have that initial connection so that you and I, for instance, as Christians, have a connection that we recognize and admit and are thankful for, even though we may not have as strong a connection yet between the two of us on a just an interpersonal relationship that that may come about later on. But we start right. out with that, that spiritual connection. Yeah, there's a foundation for that simply based on what we believe and what we believe that Christ has done for us. Right. It's God provides us with an initial commonality that makes that importance and the growth of that connection with one another for encouragement and support and and help and all those things. It's, It's right there for us. You mean to tell me that you don't think we have lots of things in common with one another? I don't. <laughs> well, yeah, I think we do. I, I think there are certain things in common, yeah. and we learn more of them all the time. Right. Yeah. As the more the more time we spend together, the more discussions we have. But it's you know you walk in uh, on a Sunday morning into church, for instance, and hopefully, if you're in a situation. Uh, like we experience here, that you immediately recognize and feel the connection between us as forgiven children of God that makes us part of a family that is just an absolute wonder. Right. And yeah. it, it, it is a miracle, actually, that we have this, this connection brought about. Yep, absolutely. So I've got a question for you then, because Something that comes to mind as we discuss the face-to-face connections that we have with each other and the, mm-hmm. the topic of loneliness, whether that be in the church or otherwise, is the are these virtual connections that people have. Uh, for example, it seems like more, more and more people are becoming disconnected with coming to worship and coming to church, and, but, but they would consider themselves to be Christians and spiritual people because they listen to a podcast or mm-hmm. they do online Bible studies and those types of things. Do you think that this is this is a, a dangerous road to go down when we're talking about loneliness for Christians and people of faith? Well, I'd say it, it has the potential for that because if you're if you're seeking growth in your connectedness with God 
through a podcast or a, a, simply a connection with other people through a podcast or any other digital form, that's not going to provide the kind of connection that that does that. Yeah. The connection that does that is get this is this starting to sound churchy, I know, but the connection that does that is gathering with other people, other members of your family in the church, sure, and not just your genetic family, but your Christian family, and enjoying with them the blessings that God gives to us, especially that of his body and blood, and approaching that communion rail on a Sunday morning in fellowship with one another and becoming in fellowship with, as we say, the the saints and all the company of heaven and sharing in that body and blood of Jesus. And you talk about connection. Right. That's, I mean, that's the ultimate one right there. And that serves then to help us continue and grow in those connections with one another. Sure. uh, By realizing that we are fellow recipients of the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that we're there doing that with the body of believers and the saints who have gone before as well. You know, um, it's interesting. I I don't know how much time we've got left here, but that reminds me that there was a song that was written back in the mid-'70s. Well, I'm not sure I'd know it then, wouldn't. you wouldn't, but I do. I remember it uh, very well. It was a very, very popular song called Lonely People. And the group that performed it was a group called America, and uh, it was written by one of the members of that group, Dan Peek. And the first verse of it goes this way. This is for all the lonely people thinking that life has passed them by. Don't give up until you drink from the silver cup and ride that highway in the sky. Now, a lot of people didn't understand what he was singing about and writing about there. Sure, yeah. But he later on explained that this drinking from the silver cup is exactly what we just described. It is that participation in the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. The silver cup is that communion chalice. Sure, okay. It contains that miraculous blood of Jesus Christ in, with, and under, as we say, the wine that is included there as well. And so he, he had a real clear understanding that for people who are feeling challenged in this world with connection, challenged, even, I mean, this is 50 years ago. This isn't a new, new thing that right. they were writing about. Yeah. Uh, when we feel challenged that way, that, that we are all alone, have nothing really to gain, no one seems to care, and wondering whether there's even any meaning in this life for us at all, go first mm-hmm. to that silver cup. Go to worship. Yeah. Join together with other believers, and if you're not a believer in Jesus Christ, then go and find out what that's all about. Yeah. And that is where we find what real connection is and makes it possible for us to look at other people in a different way and be able to form that connection with them. Yeah. Well, and in doing so, we're connected to each other and we're connected to to Christ who, you know, he himself, he knew what loneliness was. Yes. Right? Exactly. I mean, there was... No one knows it better than he does. Exactly. I mean, that that whole time spent uh, during his ministry in the in the desert, uh, first of all, and, and, and culminating on the cross itself, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Nobody knows loneliness better, and nobody is more willing to bring an end to someone else's loneliness than he is. Yeah. So it's a, you know, we, we sit here in this, 
in this uh, self-made uh, billionaire type of world uh, where we're supposed to make it on our own and do it on our own and be individuals. But when it boils down to it, God's plan is for us to be together with him. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. as a result, we're never alone. And never alone. Never mm-hmm. have to be. Never. We'll have streaks of lonely periods. I'm right. not going to deny that because this world is hard. Yeah. But he's always there for us. Yeah. Well, and that, that reminds me of that passage from John 16 that, that says, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. And in this world you'll have trouble, but take heart, I've overcome the world, including loneliness. Right? Exactly. That's part, of, that's part of our world. And he's come to, to take that away, even though there will still be those, those challenging times. We can Al- find Always comfort. will be. You're exactly yeah. right. But he's always there for us. Yeah. What a blessing. It is a blessing. Yeah. I'm glad we ended on a high note there, Rich. That's right. Well, why don't we do this? Why don't we close out? If you would pray for us as we end our time today, that'd be great. Heavenly Father, we thank you that in your wisdom, you have uh, designed us to be part of a fellowship, to be with people, and that you've made it possible through the sacrifice of your son, Jesus Christ, to establish a connection with us that we couldn't, couldn't do on our own. So we just pray that all those who are feeling lonely or, or separated, not encouraged at this time, would hear your words and be drawn to you so that they might receive that wonderful fellowship that you offer to them in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, Rich. Well, hey, it's been a lot of fun. It has. Yeah. Should we go play some video games? <laughs> well, I could try. I'll limber up my thumbs. All right. Let's do it. <laughs>